Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated, our weekly show all about the great shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg and this is... Once again, incredibly hungover, Matt Strange. <laughs> How was your evening? <laughs> Drunk, loud, uh, jalapeno-filled. <laughs> Good. It, it, it feels like a long time since I've spoken to you. Yeah, you know, it's been a whole... God, we're under 12 hours, aren't we? Yeah, under 12 hours. Fucking hell. Yeah, we stayed up and we watched Double or Nothing last night. We did it safely on Discord, had a Discord chat open, where we were joined by friends of ours. Um. We're not going to discuss Double or Nothing on this show. We're going to do a special, which should be available tomorrow. That's Monday the 25th. Uh, that should be, we should be recording that and putting it up. If you're listening to this because you've come there from there, because our most popular uh, ones are pay-per-view ones, please listen to more. Stick with us. <laughs> I'm not, yes. I won't always be hungover and shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good night last night. Um, yeah, man. So this may be your first ever episode, and therefore you need to know that we have a review system, and our review system is a tiered system. And Mr. Strange will now explain the tier system to you. Right, wicked. Uh, so obviously the tier system is getting more known. It's quite popular in computer gaming circles, a couple of YouTube channels, uh, and it comes from uh, Japanese computer games, or the original Resident Evil. And uh, the Japanese school system, it works through from uh, D being the lowest rank up to A being the uh, the top tour level with S for Segoy or Super for the, the pièce de résistance, the beauty of it. I've decided to talk through it today uh, using um, Shonen Anime series. One, because it offends nerds, and two, because it's something I know and I had to knock this up in like 15 minutes. So in D, when you've got a D match, you're looking for something there. Where you're just not satisfied. Yeah, you know, you've watched the match. The time is time could have been spent doing something better. Maybe it's just gone wrong somewhere. Maybe it's just a poor match. In anime terms, I like to use some uh, people's favourite series, Bleach, a series that started strong and then spent about four years with a main character crying and over the top power creep. Started good. We had a good match. Blew itself. Got over itself. Went on forever. It, it was. Randy versus Edge, the match I'm never stopping ripping on. That's what Bleach is. C is your good match. Now, C comes across as uh, just being average, but in my opinion, average is good. You're here for enjoyment. Uh, and so I've put it with, quite low, my personal favourite anime series, Dragon Ball Z. It may or may not... Uh, it's 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 not the best series. It's uh, not phenomenal, but it's good. You get a good set of fighting, the grandfather of Shonen. That's what I want from a good match. Just a good match where I can watch it and go, that was entertaining. All the moves were good. And then I can wander away with enough story. B, you've got that little bit more. Maybe the story in the match is superb and is actually like leading up to better things. Or uh, maybe the wrestling was just really good, but it was a match out of nowhere. A B-ranked anime is one of the oldest animes I've ever seen. Uh, Ranma One Half. It's full of humour, good combat. It's like an Orange Cassidy match. You're having a good time. You're entertained. You know, it's not taking you to that top tier level. A match is phenomenal. 
we're looking at good wrestling and well great wrestling and great story or just really really good story and good wrestling or really really great wrestling but with a story hint it's got a bit of leeway and uh, the one of the best animes to show people is full metal alchemist brotherhood a series which has phenomenal animation great story it's concise you're just having a good time you're having a great time in the match you can watch this great series s rank s rank matches are a rare and magical thing they uh, combine ultimate story you've got uh, phenomenal wrestling with a great story but you know you've got that little bit of it factor that little something which takes it from being a normal series to uh, well, a normal match to just that that peak that that Dave Meltzer six stars in the Tokyo Dome or something like that. I'm not too sure on his ranking system. And for my S rank series, I've of course gone for Gurren Lagan. If you like anime and you like fighting, watch the crazy clusterfuck of incredible story, great animation and true heart that is Gurren Lagan. That's an S rank match for me. Awesome. Well, that's a bunch of anime for me to watch then. So from there, we go to the news. And we don't have a huge amount of news this week, again. Uh, quite a week, realistically. Also, um, we'll do the... Uh, all the news is bad. Do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Um, well, uh, there were a lot of injuries in this week's Um Britt Baker was injured and also so was fenix um, i'm sure we'll talk about those in our dynamite review uh, meaning that both of them will not be competing at double or nothing and they have been replaced uh brit baker has been replaced by penelope ford and fenix is position in the casino battle the casino battle um, ladder match, ladder match <laughs> thing. I was about to say casino battle royale um, has been replaced by Joey Janela. Also, Matt Jackson. Um, again, we'll discuss this in the Dynamite review. Also injured himself, but not to the point where he couldn't compete on uh, Double or Nothing. And over to you, Mister Strain. Um, so the other bit of news isn't particularly AEW news, but it's affecting the overall wrestling world so i feel we should at least address it we've obviously had the tragic death of shad gaspar and hannah kimura um love and support to their families for people who knew them obviously um well-known and respected people in the industry and it, it's affected a lot of the wrestlers um just want to address that terrible tragedies uh don't don't bully people online at least for you know one side of this can't really comment on the other one just try to be better people you know yeah Thanks. um so that is all of our news we move on now no power our social media of the week and mr strange what is your ch check choice for social media of the week Right, so um, this one I don't actually have all of the information on because I'm not allowed in. Um, Brandy has led a woman-facing community for AEW um, called AEW Heels. Joke on, high heels and, you know, 
baddies. Uh, they're started on Twitter at uh, at aw underscore heels uh, double e, not an a. Um, my partner uh, Rue has been on it. She was in a uh, paid twenty dollars to be in like an hour long chat with a variety of other people and all of the uh, female talent for AW discussing wrestling, discussing uh, women's part of the community. Um, last night, she logged into a chat thing with a bunch of other uh, women who are into wrestling and they had a bit of a back and forth chat. Uh, just a safe female women's part of the, uh, the wrestling community you can engage with and speak with other women who like wrestling, speak with the female wrestlers. Um, I can't really say much more because I don't know much more because I'm not allowed in because I'm a man. But yeah, if if you're a woman who likes women wrestling and, well, wrestling and other women, look up AEW Heels. It looks really good. There's, um, you, oh, it's not all paid for. That's just if, you know, you want to have an hour of a rest of multiple wrestlers times. But otherwise, it's an entire community year for you to feel safe and not over-dominated by shouty men who think their opinion's more important. There we go. Feminism. Yeah, I, I think it's great. I, yeah, no, it's really I'm cool. I just that. can't comment on it realistically. Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> this can't looks say lovely. Anything. Um, I, I'm hoping that the Raptor will get involved a bit with that as well. Um, and then we, we, can have well, some, we can have some roving reporters reporting back to us. I think we should just force them to do a show. Just one day we'll tag out and it'll just be those two shouting at each other. Um, well, Not Raptor warn has, anybody. Raptor has said at some point, I've got to teach her to do all the technical stuff because if ever I'm ill, um, she'll have to sub in for me. Yeah, because you can't trust me to do it. <laughs> well, Can you imagine? It, would, it would be you on your own. <laughs> just hammering and screaming about wrestling. <laughs> So uh, now it's time for our review of the week, and we start our review. And I've actually got, I've actually got some notes this week. Ooh. It's not just me with my pages upon pages. They're not big <laughs> notes. Um, so um, the first on the list is being the elite or BTE. Uh, I just wanted to call out quickly that there was another WWE dig. Um, oh. Cult. Um, they did the "You've got nothing for me" comment that Colt made. That was about his WWE release uh, uh, because they had nothing for him when he was in there. As I believe Scotty Goldman is what I want to say. Um, did some brilliant little comedy skits, and then they did nothing with him. And then CM Punk dropped a pipe bomb promo about it. Uh, yeah, so that was my notes on being the elite. I, I do have one other note, but I'll bring that up at the end. What did you think of being the elite this week? Um, and honestly, I can't remember that much about it. So it can't have been that outstanding, other than obviously I'm I'm loving the uh, Colt and Kenny skits. They're great. Uh, what was Hangman doing this week? I need you to remind me, man. Going with you know, Hang Hangman was uh, rambling in a in the woods. Ah, because yeah. he'd run out of whiskey. All in all, um, I think I wrote here that uh, for me, Broken Matt explains wrestling terms was lovely. probably it's the wonderful. highlight. And it is probably was probably the highlight. Um, the private party thing is... I still don't get. It's not for me. Yeah, I, I'm not sold on it. Um, I didn't think Colton Kenny was as good as normal, other than the... It, it all seemed to me to lead up to another WWE dig. Oh, okay. I could, um, be, I could be wrong. Um, again, I, I don't pick up on those as much. Um, I I just 
I got Kenny basically going, oh, yeah, we could be friends, but, you know, it's still all about me, basically. Yeah, it's Kenny is the arrogant, tell me I'm great guy. It seems to be the subplot. That's how I'm reading it anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I wasn't overly impressed. I, I, this week is definitely not a must-watch. Yeah, no. Um, the episode. fact I can only, you know, I need you to like trigger the memories. Like, ha I normally love Hangman, but it wasn't the best Hangman Bush Forest moment. It wasn't like the pre-made sliced sourdough bread or stuff. But it doesn't uh, matter because he's back. Uh, yes. Um, so on to dark. Um, Short notes for this, as usual. Um, yep. No crowd. Uh, Taz and Scalibur on commentary. Um, what did you think of Dark this week? Uh, what score did you give Dark overall? Well, um, I think Dark is now suffering from. The wins are getting very obvious. Um, obviously, they've got a lot of enhancement talent. Uh, but... Um, I don't know, it just feels like we're getting lots and lots of squashes just to get the numbers up so that when people who've been off come in with higher win numbers. Uh, yeah, this week was fine. It, 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 it was like my school grades. Fine. A, a rack of Cs. Maybe a D. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like all the wrestling's solid and good. I had a good time. Um, Ruth did describe, uh, I've got one of Ruth's quote downs, which was uh, when QT came out in his T-shirt and pants combo. And Ruth was like, I hate it when wrestlers have a T-shirt over their pants. They look like toddlers when you change their nappy and they just run a bit with their dick out. And I, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to write that down. Yeah, um, Danny, not a Nazi, Jordan versus Sheeda was good. Sheeda was having a great time. Jordan's got a great pendulum DDT. Uh, Clutch Adams versus QT. QT's always good, and his hair implants look nice. They're coming in thick. Uh, that Brackbanker flatliner is fucking gold. Once again, C, good match. Cade versus Marco. Marco's got a more believable um, move set now. You know, a lot of momentum-based moves, a lot of bouncing, a lot of high speed. He's got a sick Poison Rana. Uh, I gave that a high C. I really enjoyed it. It was the best one thus far. Um... It's Musa and Johnson versus British Heels. Uh, yeah, nice start. Um, good pace. I enjoyed all the wrestling jokes of like, you know, Kip being like, oh, you're gonna, he's going to do some wrestling. And then and then um, just being nailed by uh, Havoc. I thought uh, that was probably the best match. I had a lot of fun with that match. Yeah, on there I've got um, a better... <laughs> The last one said best match thus far. Now this one says best match thus far as well, even higher C. Uh, there was a bit of a bot. There were a couple of like little slips, but they just sold it and rolled through, and it looked badass. Uh, I was worried Kit was injured because he didn't sell a down drop, a basement drop kick after he ate a sh um, an elbow. But, but I really enjoyed it. The rain, uh, the fucking acid rainmaker looks sick. Uh, I love the British Heels. They're constant entertainment when they're on the screen. We're just their banter. Don't you hurt my friends? Stuff like that. I love them. Uh, yeah, I, I believe uh, they yeah. are now the super bad squad. Super bad death squad. That's it. Love them. Uh, Captain versus Phoenix. This is where it really started to hit me that people were just jobbing to get the kill numbers up, if I'm honest. Uh, Phoenix is just fucking wicked. Ruth thought he might have been being a bit rough with the old uh, captain, but uh, I thought it was fine. Um, the selection of mini botches all saved once again, really good. See, uh, some guy versus Luther. I, some guy looks so small, just so small. And, um, 
the match was solid. The wrestling was was fine. Uh, Luther can move a lot better than I thought he was going to be. I said this last week for a man of his size. But what's with his new voice, man? What's going on with the screeching? Uh, he still looks like Uncle Fester to me. <laughs> he does. I, mean, I couldn't tell whether his high voice new um, persona made me like him more or less. The problem is he came across as one of the Joker's sidekicks from Batman. That's a really good way of putting it. He really yeah, no, came I've got across you. He's... the Joker's sidekicks uh, very much from Batman the Animated Series. Um, it didn't do anything for me that one much um was this the match where fenix was this was it dark where fenix injured himself no that's on dynam dynamite himself in his uh, match against orange cassidy fair enough more on that later <laughs> yeah uh then we roll into rembrandt and cody's meth cousin versus private party uh Weird, because I'm going to say nice things about Private Party here today, and I'm not going to tomorrow. Um, yes. They looked like they'd improved. Um, the role sequence wasn't great, but, you know, they were... They actually had some varieties, opposed to doing the same, like, four things. Um, now I look at it, most of my comments are actually negative. Um, the, they had a really long end sequence of just moves and counters that just... I know people say AEW looks too scripted at times with its over-the-top martial artsy, wushu-y fucking spots, but I love them. But when your spot takes like 40 seconds to set up and then goes on for a minute, I don't think I'm watching a fight at all anymore. You know, it's just like... Uh, da -da 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 -da. It was solid, but clumsy. My time wasn't wasted, but it's not some of the magic we'd had before. Like a low C. Did you enjoy that one? Um... I don't remember much about it. Oof. <laughs> All right, okay. So, uh, no. Uh, Alan Angels and Sammy. Uh, probably Alan Angels' worst match. Uh, it was still good, but it wasn't Omega or Phoenix. Um, Sammy's got a slower pace than those two anyway. Um, I think he might need to slow down on his taunting. He's getting a bit Pentagon. And they had to give Pentagon a talking to. Once again, solid good. Uh, if they don't sign Alan Angels, they're fucking crazy. I love him. He's wonderful. And he's a realistic height at like five foot nine. And any man who's five foot nine gets like bonus points. Short people, champs for the win. Uh, Serpentico match wasn't great, in my opinion. I got really excited for a luchador. It was all right. It was fine. I was expecting a bit more. The last supper could have been a bit smoother. Uh, weird one to finish with, with the weakest jobber. Like you, you know. uh, yeah. Um, the other thing is, is Darby Allen turning? Well, I thought this was starting to suggest here that Darby Allen is turning heel. Um, yeah, we've seen healy shades of him for a while. Yeah, I, I, I am wondering whether they are going to go full blown, and then stuff happens that makes me think not. More on that tomorrow. <laughs> More on that later. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, solid uh, dark. Nothing blew my mind, but, you know, I wasn't particularly sad about any of the things I saw. But it was all solid, good, C-rank, Dragon Ball Z wrestling. Didn't blow my mind. It was a bit obvious, but it was good. Yeah, I mean, my, my only concern 
is that it was the dark before a pay-per-view but you also have to remember that dark is supposed to be is from the week before so it dark is the actually yeah, the end the of end of the, the end of a week not the beginning and the week begins with with dynamite and with that segue we are on to dynamite and our thoughts of dynamite uh opens with a double or nothing video promo um which i thought was good i don't think we're going to rank that it was just a this is what's nah, going fine. on yeah and then yeah, there was up. a very short inner circle promo as they all arrived in a truck what did you think of that promo did that deserve a uh score? i didn't rank it. it it was it was fine it was you know good basic inner circle stuff um it's a bit hard to rank them now for like the transitional pieces, if you know what I mean. Now a promo for me is a full moment from AEW. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, we have JR, Shivoni, and Excalibur on commentary. And we have a crowd, including the greatest two-man crowd in the world. The <laughs> They don't need anybody else on the babyface side. Um... No, mate. The, the, the Austin Gunn tries harder than any other man to be a crowd, and it's fabulous. <laughs> Don't get yes. wrong, Billy's still there and Billy's doing well, but Austin fucking loves wrestling. I, I think um, it comes across really well. And I like the fact that both of them, I've, I don't know whether I've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've certainly mentioned it when chatting or watching it. I love the fact that both of them use, they act like a crowd. So they do the chants that a crowd would do. They even do the chants that are relevant to the wrestler or the chants that the that they feel the crowd that they will chant things like this is awesome i'm pretty sure if sting did come out right now they and had a match and had a really you know good couple of moments in it that billy gun and uh, the, the gun club would be chanting you've still got it yeah man. the classic thing that the fans chant no, i mean they as wrestlers backstage would be like yeah we know he's still got it yeah, obviously, you know, they, they they've got their finger on the pulse. They press me so much. Those two, anyway. Um, enough gushing about how awesome the Gun Club are as a crowd. Um, there was then a Brody Lee promo. Um, what did you think of that promo? Um, went on a bit long. Uh, I've got a lot of hope for Brody Lee, and I think he's got a lot of potential. And I, I as somebody who doesn't have this weird he's vince mcmahon thing i i quite like the evil mobster businessman i just think it needs to be a bit more concise if i'm honest with you just a bit you know shorter make your point here we go job done uh he's on the grow with me uh i'm not gonna rank it i, th I think we need to see where brody's going now he's actually got people to interact with uh so then we had 10 with brody lee versus mox Mox wins with the paradigm shift. And what did you think? Now, before we get to the bit afterwards, the promo afterwards, what did you think of the yeah. match and what score did you give it? Oh, I was so angry with this match. Like my notes read and it's me getting excited. Um, you know, 10, this high night. And I've been fucking ranting about 10. He's like my gamble boy for the new uh, high speed juggernaut character. Um, it started with a really good pace. I really, I was really getting into it. The, you know, really good pile driver. And it looked like I was actually going to get that Moxley match that I wasn't going to shit on. There was pacing. There was speed. There was some good moves. I was really hyped. And then Mox just won. Like, two minutes, just, uh, yeah, I hit you with the DDT. It's over. Why doesn't everybody just learn that move? You can do it at any time and it just kills people. 
Wrestling was solid, and it would have been a really good match had it have kept that pace and kept that that level of just fucking skill. But instead, he just hit him with a paradigm shift, and it was over. Uh, D. I was really disappointed. I was really hopeful for it, and it just fucking ended. The word fuck is written all over my notes. <laughs> so after that, we had a Mox and Brody promo. What did you think of the promo, and did you give it a score? Uh, I didn't score it, once again, because I'm still sort of getting used to the di dynamic between these two characters. Um, Mox it, once again, Brody's... He was staring through the screen, wasn't he? Boop. And the yeah. arm break, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, I quite like, um, I like, I, I like Mox's persona. He's gone back to being a bit of a badass. You know, I'm going to break this man's arm, Whoa. you know, and then you know, doing it. I like that. Um, I just didn't quite get the reason to the promo. Just I'll break your man's arm. Okay, peace. Uh, it, it was all right. It just. I don't know. I, I need to see where this is going. Uh, well, I, I did see where this is going. Uh, more on that tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, mate. I'm not really feeling Brody Moxley. I think maybe they should have put him somewhere else. Um, yeah, I think it was a mistake. I think they hot shotted him to the title too. So they are making the mistakes that we've been that I have been worried about um, of putting people in those high positions. I think that the Dark Order should have feuded with SCU for a long time. And I think that the pay-per-view match should have been Brody versus um, Ultimate, Dad. Chris, Ultimate Dad Chris Daniels. And that should have been the payoff. And that should have been when we saw what Brody can do against someone who isn't a jobber. Yeah, um, exactly. I don't know who you would have had as Mox's opponent straight away. I would possibly have thrown MJF at him. I, yeah, but... I appreciate the problem, of course, they've had is, and it could just been a case of Brody was able to be there under quarantine because he lived in the right place. Yeah, exactly. This is the... one of the things we've got to remember is a lot of this has had to be, uh, we know that um, uh, Khan had to do a lot of rewrite of everything. And yeah, yeah doing a lot of rewrites, and it's probably been playing with the toys he's got access to, as opposed to being able to play with all of his toys. Yeah, well, we'll see where it goes from now. Like, you know, this episode is. Just let me look at my future notes. Yeah, it's a good episode, from what I understand. So I'll, I'll let a few slips whilst we're getting back on the uh, the right yeah. road. Uh, so then it was MJF with Wardlow uh, versus Marco Stunt. MJF wins by submission with the Salt of the Earth. What did you think of the match, and what score did you give the match? Uh, so obviously, I love MJF. I love 1970s heel 101. I love him being like a high school bully. Um, th there was enough counter-offensive from Marco, which that I didn't hate it. He got some good spins in. He got you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna froth about Marco's new style again. I'm enjoying these momentum slash weight based moves. Basically fighting like a Joshi because it makes him more realistic. Because, uh, you know, people love to hate on Marco being a small man. But if you show me him actually using his weight to throw people and doing some clever stuff, I'm, I'm more in. Um, the apron catch sequence was great. Uh, yeah, I, I gave it a C. A good match. I enjoyed that match. Um, the ending was a bit weird, like when when uh, Jurassic Express ran down, and uh, look, I don't know if you noticed, Wardlow didn't get out the ring fast enough to start with, so he was just sort of stood there. 
And then when he went up the broken stairs later, he almost fell over. <laughs> he had a slip on the walls. Little things I notice anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, following that, we did have an MJF aftermatch promo. It was quite short. Um, worth a rank or... Yeah, it's just MJF being MJF, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's a... So following that, we had Jake Roberts and the Arn Anderson interview. Um, I just want to say beforehand, this was really weird for me because it had Arn being the baby face and Jake being the heel, which was weird for me because to me, Jake was always the baby face and Arn Anderson was always the heel. Oh, it's like the reverse of um, of past wrestling. I don't know enough about those two yet to uh, to have been. Jake Roberts used to be the gatekeeper for Hulk Hogan. He was never the champion, but all the big heels they went through Jake before they went to Hogan. He was the second tier, ah, okay. second tier baby face in WWE. He was in that kind of um, lower upper card, upper mid card, and on. Okay, to me, yeah. has always been a has, has always been a heel. What did you think of the whole um, back and forth interview? Anyway, and what rank did you give it? Um, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I don't have the uh, full um, weight of knowledge that you do about the old days, but um, there was a nice selling of the old days. I got to hear some things. I got some cool lines. I, I was really enjoying it. Uh, the only thing I do have an issue with is uh, them teasing a fight. It, it, it was like a B. It was a really good moment. I was enjoying it. Good story things. And then they sort of teased a fight between them. And I was like, please, no. Please don't have I, old men fights. I don't think... I, I I think that the idea of that was it was just teasing for double or nothing that Arm might punch Jake. Uh, or Jake. I, that's what I got from that. They weren't, they weren't going for, we're going to actually have a fight. They were just... Because that is full TNA. It, it could happen. I might punch you in the face tomorrow, and you know, yeah. and I, I think that's what it was. Um, the it was really enjoyed moment. it, and she comes to it from even less knowledge of the old school wrestlers. Oh, okay, so well. she's like the level down from me. We're we're working in the, an experience she, yeah, level. She, she didn't watch, you know, early WWE back in the day. She got back in. She got into wrestling recently. And she enjoyed the promo because I was really interested in her opinions on it. And she said she really enjoyed that promo. Uh, it was wicked. Um, I'd, as I said, I had a good time. Uh, when I give it a B, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, uh, in fact, it means it's really good. Yeah. Uh, I was just so worried about old men fighting. Old WWE stars fighting is very TNA. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to have a match. I maybe at some point one of them might punch the other. We know Arn can still do a yeah. spine buster, and with the yoga and that, Jake might be able to take a spine buster, and Arn can easily take a DDT. And again, Jake with the yoga, etc., can probably still do a DDT. You might see a spine buster or a DDT happen to That's the other fine. at That's... some point just because they've got this little just it, to be honest it's not something I'd, it's something you do in front of a crowd it's something to yeah. get a pop from a crowd um so on from that we had a very quick darby allen video promo um i quite enjoyed the... it what did you think uh well uh, i love westerns and i love psycho billy music so uh i've uh, 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 it was a very, very good perfume slash Guinness ad, as I described them last week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's worth a rating, but yeah, good little moments. I enjoy them. And after that, I'm guessing this one's getting a rank, though. We have ah! a video promo from Pac. 
I love him. He's wonderful. He got a B. It's just Pac being weird and aggressive. And uh, I love the, I think it's Beyond Gorilla who've been doing his videos and photo shots over here in the UK. Um, I like, like the flickering to him in the different kit in like screamy mode because he had that in the last one as well on the steps promo back before all this broke out. Yeah, B. I loved it. I miss Pac. I can't wait for him to come back. He should have been in that ladder match. It would have been wicked. I thought it was a great, great promo. Mm -hmm. um, following that, Orange Cassidy versus Ray Fenix. And Fenix wins after a low blow and a beautiful rolling cutter. Uh, before we get to the aftermatch, what did you think of the match itself? And what score did you give it? Um, well, I'm going to first comment the Trent shirt on the way in was a thing of beauty. Uh, it was a bright pink tie-dye spiral, and I loved it. Uh, Phoenix is great. Um, obviously, I don't need to sing the praises of Phoenix. Everybody knows he's amazing. I was dubious going into this match because a lot of the times we've seen Orange Cassidy, he's, he's got the private party problem. He does the same sequence of... Run, bounce, duck under, tilt a whirl, run out, climb post, jump. Yeah, And I was worried that's what we were going to get, that he hasn't grown. But it, honestly, it was a better Cassidy. He threw the moves up into different sequences. Uh, and they were great together. Cassidy was improvising, going full indie. Phoenix is just fabulous everywhere. His top rope leg drop thing is fucking awesome. Uh, oh, no, this is the match where Ruth thought uh, Phoenix was being rough. Uh, I didn't see it. I just think they're both being indie. Uh, just, just wonderful. Um, spinning DDT, the, the fucking round the world DDT from Cassidy is delicious. Uh, the finisher counter was ace. Yeah, it was a really fucking good match. I had a great time. And I will watch more of them wrestle each other at any opportunity I can. Uh, Death Triangle versus the best friends, maybe possibly the greatest, uh, when they're all back, maybe the greatest rivalry in wrestling for me personally. What score do you give the match then? Was it a B or a high C? It was a B. I think we had story. I think I think we had enough story to justify the match and fabulous wrestling, which showed me what Orange Cassidy can do without it being the same sequence, basically. Yeah, B. It was great. So then and, after the match, we had a brawl with... Um, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Colt, um, Cassidy and Fenix and members of the Breast Friends and other people. It was a big brawl. And this is where Fenix made his leap out over the top rope and seemed to fall short and seemed to land really badly. Um, um, yeah, I've got it noted thought. here. It just says here, oh, God, that Phoenix jump. And this was obviously before where I knew he was injured. Um Dubsy dub moment, brawl build up to the ladder match, wicked. Um, expands the story. Uh, I just got taken out for a bit by a bit because obviously I saw Phoenix hit the floor like a fucking sack of shit. Um, which is weird because Phoenix has been in trouble numerous times in the past for overshooting and going into the crowd. Uh, maybe just tried to consider it wasn't on anybody else, he just didn't go far enough, he just went up. Um, Otherwise, the moment if I wasn't feeling the pain of another human through my TV, it would I'd probably well, yeah, I've enjoyed it a bit more. But it was just a solid build up to the ladder match. Look, the tag team people are beating each other. Hooray! You know. Um, then I believe we get a bit of a dream for you, Chris Statlander and Sheeda as a tag team. Mate, versus... I've been going on about this for yes. ages. <laughs> versus Nyla and Britt Baker. Uh, Nyla and Britt win after Nyla hits Sheeda with the Beast Bomb. 
What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? Um, so I've been hyped for this for a while, obviously, those two together. I think they've got great chemistry. Uh, weird start with Brit clotheslining herself in the kendo stick. Like, why did she just run into it and take herself out at the beginning? I was like, what's going on there? Uh, Nyla versus Statlander was a bit more one-sided than I'd have thought or have hoped. You know, they've she's been the number one contender, and it just seemed to be sort of Nyla just throwing Statlander around for, you know, most I, of it. I, I think that was just standard getting the standard match. Yeah, I got you. And, you know, you need to build, uh, remind people she's a beast before, obviously, the pay-per-view with the big match. So, fair cop. Uh, I still think Nyla's strikes need a bit of work. Her power moves are fine. Just her punches don't always look great. Uh, then, obviously, uh, Ruth noticed uh, Britt's knee was up before uh, the double move was... Uh, slammed down onto her uh, when Nyla got dropped onto Brit. Uh, not to put... This is hard to say because it's not to assign blame. I don't think... I don't think anybody injured Brit. I just don't think she got her legs down to receive the move correctly, basically. Yeah, it, it wasn't uh, unsafe wrestling. Uh, the ending was obviously a bit clumsy, but it looked like they changed that. Uh, I gave it a C. Like, it was good all through. Maybe I was uh, maybe I was hoping more from my ultimate babyface uh, samurai and alien tag team. Uh, but yeah, solid, good match. Uh, unless you notice somebody's knee explodes high you know, near the ending, and then then you feel a bit awkward watching it now. I assume. I think if I watch the rest of it now, I'd just feel bad for Brit at the corner of the ring. Yeah. Um, following on from that, we had a mox interview promo what did you think about the promo and did you give it a score uh well i've written down mox promo uh, i wish he wrestled as well as he promoted <laughs> <laughs> he's great i love mad moxley i love uh, now he's not being uh, comrade moxley and shouting about our belt and he's gone back to being a uh, an asshole I, yeah i'm really enjoying um i'm enjoying him yeah it's good more Moxley, more keep that up, and hopefully more ma matches like other ones we've seen. More on that tomorrow. Yeah, I think he's he's saved by not having a crowd almost. Um, yeah. When, he's a baby, when he came out, what he did at the beginning is all he ever needs to do, and he doesn't need to be that make that mistake of becoming a baby face that panders to the crowd. Just keep being a badass who takes, who's a badass to heels. Yeah, exactly. That's Just all me. you ever need to do. So, following the Mox interview promo, did you give it a score? Uh, I didn't. I just basically said it was really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, probably a B. You know, uh, Mox is good at promos. Uh, I almost feel like I should mark him down just because he's that good at promos. <laughs> um, following that, we had another video promo. We had a Sean Spears video promo. What did you think of this and what score did you give it? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was wicked. I love the fact he's just done fake news to uh, go in for himself. I love the fact that the scrolling news bar was just shit-talking Dustin and Cody. Uh, I love shit-eating heel um, Sean Spears. Ruth hasn't fully got into him because she's so dedicated that he should be a face. But I I, I love it. Um, I put it a rank down, obviously, the same way I have to do best friend matches. Uh, I gave it a B. I wish to see more Sean Spears news. Yeah, I, I think you can give this an A. I, I think yeah! this absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, this, I, I was giggling. The pay-per-view as well. It, it, it worked really well. 
So following that, we had Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy video promo. Um, I thought this was just like a solid, nice little interview video promo. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't score it. Nah, man. Um, and then we had Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Matt wins with the twist of fate. What did you think of the match and what score did you give it? Um, so I was dubious, obviously, because on the night before I'd watched Dark and I was like, oh, no, is Sammy getting too taunty and too slow-mo? Started off solid. Then we just had a fucking load of really cool counters. I love Matt's beat the head down each of the turnbuckles move. It's really cool. It was a really good match. Um, I couldn't tell if it was a high B or an A. I had some ringside distraction. Um, well, for me, sorry, I had some sofa side distraction. Uh, yeah, I really liked it. I thought they went really well together. There was some really solid counter wrestling. We've obviously actually had story build up to it. I need you to check on the final rank for that one. What did you think? Um, I thought it was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I stayed glued to the match. Um, yeah, I, I, I think we're looking... Um, I like to be positive. I think we are looking at an A. It was There was something a bit fun about that and also yeah. the fact you know damn well that sammy wanted to take the twist of fate off matt hardy he loves taking that movie sells it like a beast uh i hope sammy gets more work with matt in the future if i'm honest yeah with the inevitable breakdown of things i think those two have got a really good set of chemistry and it's obvious that matt loves fucking running over and doing different things with sammy too i think they've got a stronger a strong possible friendship slash mentor relationship that can work from there um, my only small, well, I mean, it depends. I, I think Sammy's so good as a heel. Um, uh, my only small concern is the fact that Matt has made the thing about how he's going there to help the younger talent and he won. But we also have to remember that he's not in charge of the booking and yeah, no. you're trying to tell a certain story. I do wonder whether Sammy should have got a cheeky win. You also never know that Sammy might have turned around and go, no, I want to lose the twist of fate. Yeah, know you know he's a bit of we, we you know we know he's a bit of a, a, a mark for that. So um following that, um the rest of the inner circle have Omega Omega in the stadium. Dubsy dub ending about to beat him up. Then both the young bucks return, and then Hangman returns to help. And I popped for Hangman's return, I yes, will admit. What did you with think? His mon Sorry, his Monty Python run. Oh, yes. What did you think of the end um, segment of Dark? And did you give it a score? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it did start awkwardly because obviously Jericho's sound wasn't on. And that's the kind of thing I pick up on. Uh, there was a, a couple of... Uh, when they sort of ran directly into the obvious uh, top, um, top rope uh, seating jumps from the books where obviously matt injured himself a little bit obvious but then it went full dubsy dub and hangman popped out and he's still left on his own cody never comes to help cody never comes uh yeah it's good b a nice uh, a nice way to round off the pay-per-view build to what was coming you know um i enjoyed it and i enjoy a bit of a dubsy dub ending so overall um dynamite gets a, a big thing yeah, man, a B. It was overall error. nothing. Um, I only got angry once, and that was when Moxley just, you know, smashed a man I was quite excited to see after teasing me with a good match. Yeah, I think a good match and then him breaking. The, I think the arm break was cool. 
Yeah, um, that was badass. So considering this was uh, the go-home show to a pay-per-view, we've given it a B. Do you think it should have been an A? Do you think there should have been a bit more to it? or uh, I think things could have... Did, were you happy with it as a build-up to Double or Not? Yeah, I was prepared for that. I think I learned enough about what was going on. Um, could have had an A. Like I, th I think if some of the wrestling had been polished up a little bit more and if there'd been less injuries and stuff, um, I mean, I can't be too mad about things being, uh, you know, shit going wrong, but shit going wrong does affect my enjoyment. Uh, no, I think it was a, it was a good build-up. I caught up on all of the plot arcs. I caught up on all the characters. I got to understand what's going on between Cody and Lance without actually needing to see them. Um, obviously, it would have been better if it was an A, if all those like final things were smoothed out. But no, it was a good, really good, enjoyable episode that let me know what was going on. I'm happy with it. So that's our review of the week. And now we move over to our questions. And this week, uh, we have two, one of which we're going to use for our discussion later. Yep. Um, and the other one, and I'm dropping this one on you a little bit. Oh, so I'm, 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 yeah, uh, this one is for, uh, from the Raptor again. So what would be our announce team, dream team? If we could take announcers from anywhere now i don't know whether she expects us to have time traveling announcers because if you want time traveling announcers then i'm just going to say it's got to be bobby the brain heen and, and grilla monsoon um <laughs> which means nothing to me <laughs> yeah um but so um if right, you can on. put of the people available together a dream announce team who is your dream announce team your three-man booth or two-man booth I'm looking up at the moment. I need to. Uh, I need to find a name because I know one person I need in. Uh, a person I have missed from announcing for for a few years now. Who's uh, who's not as popular as other people. A lot of people don't think he's great, but I, on the other hand, really miss Matt Stryker. So we're both picking Matt Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> His banter. He had such good banter. He made like dorky Star Trek and D and D references. Uh, he's so like having been an English teacher, he makes like really intelligent commentary and uses really verbose words, which you can have another person rip on him, you know. Um, he works well, he also knows his moves and loves wrestling as well. Yeah, yeah. so and it comes across, uh, and that's for the same reason I, uh, I kind of want to keep Excalibur. I, uh, Excalibur to me comes across as a child who is really enjoying watching. And, you know, I've learned such great words as Cabradora and stuff from, from Excalibur. Um, so for me, um, you have to have the, the, the two things. Now, I always think about a two-man announced team. Um, so you have to have, you, you should have the guy who calls the moves and you should have the color commentator. Yeah. Normally the color commentator is the one who is on the side of the heels and the guy that's going back to the very old school classic um, JR and Jerry the King Lawler, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, so. Um, you call I, yourself I thought <laughs> about this um, and it's difficult because Matt Stryker, Mara Ronaldo from NXT, um, Excalibur, three guys i really like because they call the moves right okay at least two of those guys 
can do the color commentator because they have been wrestlers, Excalibur yeah. and Matt Striker, but they're so good at calling the moves. Yeah, so, there's so much fun to listen to. So I'm actually going to break my own rule. I'm going to go for a three-man announced team. Oh. Um, so my calling the moves guy um, is going to be Joey Styles, ex-ECW, because Joey Styles was my favorite commentator. All right. Um, and he used to do it as a one-man announced team Ooh. back in the old ECW days. In ECW, you had Joey Styles, and he, you know, he had something special. He has been one of my favorites for many years. Then I'm stuck between Matt Stryker and Excalibur. I've got to choose one of the two. And as much as I like Excalibur, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's got to be Matt. <laughs> um, it's Matt Stryker. And for my calling for the heels, so Matt Stryker is almost going to support um, Jerry Styles. Um, he's going to be sort of like in a support role for him for calling the moves, maybe calling some of the newer moves while Jerry Styles tells the story. And the guy for doing the heel work, I don't know if you know him, um, Stu Bennett. He was Wade Barrett in WWE. He's Another English. name. He's English. He is brilliant at helping tell the story. He is brilliant at being a shit-talking heel, but a good British, strong, hard man heel. Um, and he was in World of Sport when they did the re-release of World of Sport. Um, he did a lot of the commentary on that. He was brilliant. He was also in Lucha Underground. For you, you do know him. He was the one revealed right at the end to be the big bad guy. Oh really? In the back of the car. That was oh, the Stu Aztec Bennett. God. Yep, that was Stu Bennett, um, formerly Wade Barrett from WWE. So that would be my three-man announced team. All right. So um, here I go then. Obviously, I'm getting Matt Stryker in because he's fucking cool and I love him. Uh, I'm also going to throw in a heel commentator uh, who you probably won't know. Uh, have you watched many NJPW matches now? I know you've watched some. I I have watched some, but probably not enough to be able to call the name of the commentator. Okay, so they've got two commentators over there. They've got um, Kevin Kelly, who's really popular, and he's like the proper describe what's going on in the match sort of person. And then you've got Mr. Juicy Gino Gambino, who is the really loud heel New Zealand. I, I'm pretty sure he's a Kiwi. Yes, uh, I know the guy. The guy who's really into it and is in Bullet Club, apparently, but they don't recognise him. Uh, yeah, they don't recognise he's a member. Uh, I enjoy a wrestler who can get in on um, get in on uh, the the storylines and you know be involved a bit like how Jericho beat Pineapple Pete, if I'm honest. Uh, you know, started shit talking him and built a storyline. Uh, I a lot of people once again shit talk Gino because they say he's distracting from the match, he's too into it. But I love that. I love that fucking involved in job. Uh, unfortunately, I've left myself without somebody who can do the serious talky bits if I'm here. And um, I can't really fit Excalibur in because I've got two very loud, shouty people. So I think I'm going to take the other person from that team. I think I'm going to take Taz to do the more technical side, talky, bit more patient thing. Um, I've really enjoyed his dynamic with Excalibur, and I think that would bounce over to those two. Uh, all three of them are ex-wrestlers and champions. If I, I don't know, Matt Stryker's probably not a champion. Um, 
Yeah, I think I'm going to have Matt Stryker for the dorkiness and enthusiasm with verboseness. Dino Gambino for a bit of the slapstick bullshit comedy uh, enthusiasm. And Taz for the more technical um, explanation of what's going on. Uh, they're all buried in enthusiasm. You can tell they love wrestling. They've all got banter capability. And I think that would be a very enjoyable setup for me to listen to. Excellent. So if you have a question you would like us to answer or you have an idea for a discussion, then please, we are WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com. We are WrestleOP on Facebook. We are WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Feel free to send us a question or something you would like us to discuss. Please now do. Move on to that time of the week. And this week, I've dropped it on him because he's going to now have to do a rant based on something that he's been given by somebody else. <laughs> so he has to do a rant about wrestling fans being negative. I, uh, I, I was given this subject this morning uh, after I just uh, delivered a, uh, a poop that I can only describe as Lovecraftian. And I had to sit down. But it's OK, because you know what? I hate a lot of things, and I, I can get a rant on about hardcore negativity. Now, th this, goes, uh, this goes a lot of ways, because most of the negativity we see is from um, EW fans hating WWE, WWE fans hating AEW, or new AEW fans hating it because it's not like WWE, and so on and so forth. Wrestling Wrestling's become very negative. It's... Uh, and this is from a man who judges matches. I like to think I'm the most critical of the two of us. I'll be like, oh, there was a botch there. Um, but the main problem we've got now is both shows, both sets of fans are judging each other by their standards. Um, so, um, like, one we got last night was, why is it okay for... Uh, why is it, like, okay for uh, AEW to have a three-man announcing team? But bad for wwe to have an announcing team and i was like is that bad what why would i care about the number of people talking about a match and yeah it, it's i can understand if this is something that bother you but when i'm watching AEW, i don't think to myself ah now that's like WWE. and like yeah we have the occasional tna comparisons um but yeah why is it okay for AEW to, to, to do this but not WWE? I don't know. I don't watch AEW. I don't watch WWE. I'm sorry. And people have become these lifers for their promotions. Like people will fucking adamantly defend AEW. Be like, no, everything is fabulous. They've made no doubt bad decisions. They have made bad decisions. It's okay. It's a TV show. You don't have to like everything. Like um, I have to. I have now had to stop calling myself a Star Wars fan. Because there are more bad Star Wars uh, pieces of media than good Star Wars pieces of media in my opinion. That's not going to stop me watching the original Clone Wars cartoon series. It was fucking cool. It's not going to stop me watching the new ones. Uh, I am still technically a Marvel fan. There's been some terrible Marvel films. People really liked Black Panther. I thought it was shit. I still really like Marvel. Um, if, you know, oh, if WWE did this, people would be mad. Cool. Don't listen to them. It's fine. Take it up with the WWE fans. Yeah, it, it's it's pro and uh, bad scub. Sure, maybe you don't like Orange Cassidy, but on the other hand, he, he's having a good match with Phoenix. Maybe you don't like. Look, 
we're not sold on the Brody Lee thing yet. Let's be honest. Uh, we're like, oh, where's it going? Is he going to round this out? Is this going to come through? But that's where we are. We're like, I hated Brit at first and I hated Hangman at first. And now whenever I see Hangman, I'm like, yes. You hated Excalibur as well. I did. I'd like to jump in here. And now I'm like, where is Excalibur? Yeah, no, um, you've got to give things times. You've got to watch a TV show. And sure, I might not like Private Party because I find their routines too much. But I don't particularly need to uh, have, like, you know, a particular hate fuck on about them. I don't need to go... Um, like, I watched WrestleMania, and I'm still going to rip on the Randy and uh, Edge match forever. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think they're terrible wrestlers. I just think that was a badly written match. Uh, badly written match. That's so crazy when you think about it. And I'm, I'm not saying people need to be buried in positivity. I don't say I'm not. I don't mean you have to push everything through and love everything. I am an incredibly cynical, jaded person. But you know, give it a chance. Have a pop. Wrestling. It, it's not that complicated. Wrestling is basically the most Brechtian point of theatre there is. It's a it's a TV show about a wrestling TV show. And, you know, I'm still going to rip on Cody's 20 mile, Cody hitting a barricade with the amount of force of me throwing a banana at it in his fucking truck. Just go in with some high, go in with neutral or higher expectations. As I said, I went into that Orange Cassidy match against Phoenix and I was like, please don't just do, please don't do the same sequence. Show me you can do something more. Show me. And he did. And I was like, whoa. Um, out of all of the big wrestlers, I'm not the biggest Kenny Omega fan. Everybody else fucking loves him. I he's a really good wrestler. I'm just not sold on his on his persona. But you know, go in with a bit of happiness. You can still hate things. It's good to hate things. This is a hate rant. If you know what you hate, you can enjoy the other stuff more. Um, you just I don't know why do we wave these fucking banners of hate? Why are we just so like? I don't like this, so you must know. He says on a podcast, ranting about other people. I don't know, just just cheer the fuck up, I suppose. Get over the bits you don't like, you know? As I said, um, I mean, tomorrow I'm going to say some negative things about a team I've said some negative things about uh, a couple of times, and I had high hopes for them. They've not lived up to those high hopes. But whenever they come up, I don't go... God, I fucking hate them. I hope they die. I'm just like, ah, oh, this will probably be okay. They've got a really good finisher. They do have a really good finisher. Uh, the best tag team finisher. So good. Um, yeah, just, I think most of it is drawn from the WWE uh, versus everybody comparison. It's like WWE has become this, this level you have to mark things at. And, um, I don't watch WWE. I've seen some of it. I don't enjoy it. Um, but whenever you know, AEW does something bad, I don't need to be like, well, WWE did the same. You know, um, fucking, I, uh, I ripped on um, a, a little bit of a, a teaser for tomorrow. I believe I ripped on the comedy on the not money in the bag thing a couple of times. It's yep. not money in the bag, but it is in the bank, whatever. Uh, yeah, just... You don't have to get everything. Like when I watch a TV show, uh, oh God, I don't watch any popular TV shows that people can empathize with. Uh, when I watch, uh, shit, 
I watch a TV show and I go, I don't like this character. I think they're a poorly written character. Okay, well, the Game of Thrones books. People must have read those or at least watched the TV show. Every time there was a Catelyn Stark chapter and they come at the title, I was like, oh, God. No, please, no. But, you know, I had to read it because it's part of the story. Mostly in wrestling, you don't have to. You can fucking skip that bit if you want. Go for it. And I know we're paying for it and, you know, you expect to be entertained all the way through. But has anybody ever realistically been entertained and overjoyed all the way through every wrestling show? I remember watching wrestling in high school when I was like 16 in the early 2000s. Actually, it was exactly 16 in 2000. Um, and, you know, I didn't enjoy everything. Um, we all had our, our hints of sadness at the, uh, the Triple H Booker T title run. And we can look back at that amazing clusterfuck and terrible choices and go, ooh, shouldn't have done that. But I still watched it every week. I didn't need to run around going, is this plot racist? You know, just... Wrestling's not that complex. I don't understand how people can get so fucking upset about it. You know, it's it's a soap opera about big people slapping each other. Why is this man a dinosaur? I don't know, he wanted to be a dinosaur. NJPW's got a man called Evil who has a glowing scythe. It's cool as shit. I love it. I know, just cheer up. Skip the things you want. Maybe stop worrying about the AEWWWE back and forth. And I mean both ways. If you're a WWE fan and they do something bad, you don't need to say, well, AEW did that. If you're an AEW fan, you don't need to fucking brigade WWE threads telling them that their you know, your show is better. People are watching what they want and things may change. Companies will grow and fall. You don't have to like every character. When I played... Um, Mortal Kombat as a kid, I never really played Johnny Cage. Wasn't feeling him, you know what I mean? Love Scorpion, though. He's a yellow ninja man. Wicked. Just, I know, maybe if you looked at things a little bit more hopefully and went in with a bit of this could be entertaining, you'd enjoy it all a little bit more, you know? I think I think that's my rant of the day. It's become more of like a philosophical... Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it's just reminded me of a small meme that I've seen. Uh, before, which is um, something that's quite close to my heart. I've said it before about being a bit of a comic book fan, uh, more of a superhero fan than a comic book, because I don't get to read comic books um, anymore. Uh, but I still love the superhero stories. And it's think about: Are you a Marvel or a DC fan? Yeah. Isn't it all right for me to like both? Yeah, yeah. Why do I have to compete? Yeah, um, except in the cinema, because DC can't make films other uh, than Batman films. Uh, uh, Shazam uh -huh. isn't that terrible. Shazam uh, that's... Really... And Wonder Woman was really good. Uh, I was not a fan of Wonder Woman. I do uh, need to see Shazam. I, I, it's, Shazam is very silly, though. And you have to go in knowing that it's very silly. I made it through Guardians of the Galaxy. The first one, it was great. We don't talk about the second one. It was shit. Yeah. Um... Welcome to our comic film podcast. <laughs> yeah, Guardians <laughs> is my, my favourite MCU movie. Uh, sorry. Guardians is my feel-good MCU movie. My favourite is Civil War. Not Civil oh. War. Oh, no, not Civil War. No, I didn't mean Civil War at all. Ah. No, no. Winter Soldier. Ah! <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's another good example. I never liked Captain America, but I fucking love the Captain America films. Uh, I was, I'm the same. Right, before we wander off, so, so join us for our <laughs> comic book podcast that's apparently coming <laughs> soon at some point. Um, uh, so... 
now it's time for our discussion. And I believe you've got the actual question from our discussion, which was sent in by someone. We saved it from last week. Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, I've not got the exact screenshot of it on my phone, but I can paraphrase. Uh, from Nicholas Muir. There's a lot of controversy over the uh, booking of um, the elites booking of themselves in their leagues, uh, in their uh, divisions and such like. How do you feel about their booking of themselves? Do you think they're giving themselves too much of a push or do you think they should book themselves bigger? Um, obviously, this comes from the fact that like people expected cleaner Kenny Omega to rock in. Um, and the uh, the books, obviously, the books did start dominating the tag league, etc. Uh, it's basically a question of do we feel that they have overbooked themselves or underbooked themselves in the in the position of talent? Uh, I'll let you go first, or at least I will bounce after you've um, got starting to talk over you. Um, so um, I think they've done really well. I think they've been very careful and very clever. This um, I am going to say that we we are not. I am taking it up to the point of this week's dynamite. I am not going beyond that. I have to. Um, and I will, you know, leave it at that for the moment. So up to the or not tomorrow. This, yeah, uh, up to the point of this week's dynamite. Um, so th uh, the young bucks, I think, have been brilliant. They've been underbooked almost. I actually think that that tag team belt needs to go on the young bucks. Um, I believe I've said this before on the podcast. Yeah. Um, they are the best team in the world. It's between them and about. Let's say there's there's four teams I consider to be in that top tier. Lucha Three Brothers, best there. They are the they are <laughs> um, the Lucha Brothers, and they are all. Three of them are in AEW. The fourth one is currently nowhere. It's on its way. Uh, I've, let's just say I, I, there will be a revolt if they don't turn up. Hey. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, and the top of those teams not just for their in-ring skill, but for who they are and what they have made themselves uh, is the Young Bucks. And I think that belt needs to go on the Young Bucks to help legitimize that belt. Yes, being on Hangman and Kenny is good because they are two top guys, but they are still two top singles guys whose only real tag team thing is they are members of the elite and they are mates. It's, yeah. They are still Kenny and Hangman tag team champions um i think it going on scu at the beginning was good um it was interesting it didn't go on the addiction side of being on kaz and chris daniels but i also i really liked the fact it was on scorpius i loved the story leading into that and how that worked and i liked the way that the three of them um discussed on who it was going to be they yeah, decided that was a who story. It, i thought yeah they who they'd be and chris daniels going no it needs to be the you two it needs to be the young guy um um what have you and, and the story that that came out of that um so yeah i think the young bucks have been underbooking themselves yes they're mainly booking themselves the elite and having the feud with the inner circle which is good um does kenny need to be the world champion again for the same reason not to legitimize kenny but to legitimize the belt this is kind of the problem they have almost with um the elite if you look at the four main members of uh, the five members with hangman but hangman is the guy who's who's still coming up that he's still the build-up guy um you do kind of have some guys who just by them holding the belt helps legitimize it yeah i get you 
Um, Kenny is Kenny. Um, you know, I don't you, think Kenny needs a belt. I don't think Kenny would add enough the weight. Belt need Kenny. That's well, the question. It had Jericho and it's had Mox. Um, as much as the Mox one, it, it, it where does it go next for, to legitimise it as a top belt? Um, I mean, we've we've made our shouts as to who who Hangman and who who we think would help, and I think a long run for Hangman as well. Um, yeah, man. A, a long run, but he's not one of that that four. That's as far as I'm aware, Hangman isn't one of the four that's booking yeah. things in that sort of position. I don't think he's an, um, an EVP. Um, so I think I, going to Hangman, um, Kenny booked himself into a you know he was booked into a losing streak at the beginning. So I don't think you can say they're overbooking themselves there. Cody did a story where he cannot challenge for the main belt until, let's be honest, until he turns heel. Yeah, yeah. Dusty booking. Got to um, come up the ranks. He may, I mean, he may even, um, Cody may even never challenge for that belt. He may make it a thing that, you know, no, because I'm on the EVP. Somebody will challenge him look, at some point. It'll look shit. Um, somebody may, yeah. Somebody will challenge him and he'll accept and then he's got a way to get the belt legitimately but i don't think that'll be for another 18 months to a year yeah so personally i think they've been underbooking themselves and certainly in the case of the young bucks more than anyone else i think they need that tag team belt not because they need it i think the belt needs them I'm with you on the tag team belt, and I think they did a right the right move. We've got to see a rise of bunch of teams that people just never knew. Let's be honest. Uh, I, I won't rip on Private Party, but you know nobody knew them, and their initial pop with that first few matches were fucking cool. Not everybody knew the uh, Lucha Bros because obviously you got to take into account that most of the audience you get in a, a WWE fans. You know, it's not all indie kids and Lucha Underground people. It's uh, WWE kids. I think I said LU. Um, but no, I'm with you on that belt. I think the Young Bucks did it right. They gave everybody a rise so they looked like threats. And now they can go back and take it when it's ready to add weight to it. Uh, I don't want Kenny to get the belt. I think Kenny is having too much fun doing Kenny matches. I think Kenny did everything he needed to in uh, NJPW. And he's realized that Chikara and DDT are what he loves the most. And I think he's just going to keep getting, uh, getting us things like the stadium match, like the... Uh, well, it's two stadium matches now, the golf cart scene. I, th I think that's going to happen. I think Kenny is just going to give us that wacky side of... Uh... I think he's enjoying the comedy. I think yeah. he's enjoying doing... And he is quite... He's actually... Um, he's one of those, a bit like Kurt Angle, legitimate wrestlers who can do... He does, uh, does dorky comedy. Yeah, and I don't hate him for it. He still comes across as a threat. He's just, just a dorky guy. Him leaning out of the golf golf cart, waving, oh, you know, you know, yeah, and the stuff with Colt and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Um, if anything, I'd, 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 as I said, I, I have hopes that one day El Generico will show up in AEW and hunt down the men of low moral fibre, which was Kenny and uh, Chucky T's tag team. See, I watched some of that um, on YouTube, and yeah, seeing Kenny and Chuck just. Yeah, being heels, but being really silly heels. Shit, 1950s heels. Yeah, I mean, just really, really silly and being really good at that, just really 
daft comedy. Just that's just dumb, yeah. dumb comedy. And there's a bunch of dumb comedy uh, wrestlers in AEW. Um, it's why I enjoy the metaness of the uh, best friends uh, so much. But you know, I'll, I'll babble about them in the future. So I think. I think Kenny could book himself higher, but I don't think there's enough of an NJPW following to really um, add as much weight to the belt as uh, we would see in it when he went on it. Uh, oh, and, and I, I think I think he's still viewed as being the best in the world, um, yeah. and he's certainly within the ranks. And when the commentators discuss him, he's the best in the world, and yeah, fans fair. see him as that. Um, what I do think is important for Kenny is Kenny always needs to remain a threat because when you have a heel champion, Kenny doesn't need to take the belt off him, but you need to have that moment when they go, oh, and your opponent is yeah. Kenny Omega so that MJF can do the old Vince McMahon swallow moment. Yeah, the, man. The, and again, MJF's the perfect one. The, the what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you know, who's backdoored their way out of everything and they've got to face Kenny. You've got to have, you need that, that superhero who makes the bad guy shit himself. Yeah. Uh, as for Cody, I think Cody has booked himself fine. Cody has looked strong throughout. If anything, I think I could do with watching Cody eat a few more losses. Uh, if I'm completely with you, um, Cody, uh, as my other friend who's into slightly older wrestling says, uh, Cody does have a habit of dusty booking himself. You know, he's a, he's the scrappy underdog who's who's held back by the man, but is really winning a fuckload, <laughs> you know. Uh, so young books could put themselves up. Penny's fine. Uh, I think Cody has booked himself in an intelligent way where he looks like he's not at the top of the card, but realistically he is. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, to be fair to Cody, um, just uh, to play slight devil's advocate, the pop he gets whenever he goes out, when we have... A, this is, again, one of the things that Cody is yeah. missing. The pop that Cody gets when Cody goes out is fucking phenomenal yeah. baby face pop and he is I, I still say he is still currently my favorite baby face promo yeah no he's, he's really good and i really like uh cody um I still kind of well, things i'll discuss tomorrow uh i still kind of wanted him to get smashed down a bit more and have his heel turn because there's blatantly one coming he doesn't help the elite he loses his temper it, 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 I think he needs the heel turn, but I think they're building to a bigger moment with it now. Because um, if you're going to be the heel, you might as well be the top heel, I suppose. He is just his son. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I think Young Buck's up. Cody's doing fine. I'd like to see the paradigm change. And whereas Kenny would add more weight to the belt and people would love to see it, I like seeing what Kenny is doing to wrestling by bringing in the madness of other things. I think Kenny's doing better, bringing more to wrestling with what he's doing than if he was chasing any stereotypical role, basically. So um, I'd say pretty much we're quite happy with how they've booked yeah. themselves. Um, yeah. So uh, that is the end of the show. Slightly, just slightly shorter show this this week uh, because we are going to be doing a special 
tomorrow. Tune in to find out what we thought about Double or Nothing. I'm sure there will be some rants. I'm sure there will be some comments. And I'm sure there will be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be good. I've got uh, I've got to rewatch it with notes, but I have uh, I have opinions and things. I have, do, I have to do the same. So I would like to say thank you to Anchor.fm for hosting the podcast. We can be found as Wrestle Opinionated on Spotify and on Anchor.fm. Both those apps. Uh, hopefully, we will get the problems with YouTube sorted. Um, soon and we will start being able to re-upload to youtube over to you mr strange so uh, thank you to listener for listening to this episode and my incredibly weird tier lists um uh, if you're here from the episode we're recording tomorrow about double or nothing uh please do listen to a few more of our shows uh, we do this regularly uh send in your questions send in your queries send in discussion points we love all of those um i quite i'm getting quite into the mode of having a challenge now uh you hit me up with something uh, you think I should be angry about or a tier list you'd like to see, I will fucking knock that ball out of the park for you. Uh, so, yeah, you've got the addresses uh, from just before. You can contact us on Twitter. We've got an email. Send through everything. We are happy to respond. We're happy to answer your questions. Uh, listen to more of our show. Share this with your family and friends. Even if they don't like wrestling, make them listen to it. You're all locked in the house anyway. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Please uh, get in touch. Back to Morgue. So all that left for me to be said is goodbye and good night.